Hey, this is Alex. How are we going? And so this is the start of season two. We're going to be interviewing people. And first up, we have Tony. Tony, tell us about yourself. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on board, guys. Um, so nice, nice to join my Sunday with Alex and Jen. It's always good to come along, right? Come yeah. Have a chat. It's great to be here. Um, I'm well. Alrighty. So I guess I'm friends with Jen to begin with. Um, been friends for a while since uni. Good times, right? Good times, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she helped a lot. I definitely uh, wasn't at really, uh, uni. Wasn't really a focus, so she came. She came Fair in enough. clutch for that, if you know okay. what I mean. Um, but basically, yeah. So, you know, we're friends from the past, and thought we'd catch up and see where we're at now. I guess in life, about three or four years after graduating, I um, currently work in software sales. And uh, I help Jen run her business on the side, but yeah, that's essentially where I'm at now. So what business? Oh, you mean other than your girlfriend, Jen? Oh yeah. Different businesses. Yeah. To clarify, there is two Jens in the room. There's Jennifer, my girlfriend, next to me, and there's Jennifer, the host. Um, Yeah. So I look, I work alongside Jen, my girlfriend, with her dog business. So we do that uh, from home, and then on the um, my main gig would be the software sales gig. It's good gig. Yeah, it's chilled. How long have you been doing your software gig or your nine-to-five gig? I'd say just nearing a year now. So I guess before that, I was working in hospitality for quite some time. It's a big job, going hospitality. Yeah, software. it is. And it's my second time trying the nine-to-five gig. Yeah. So the first time I was working uh, at ING, we did that for about... Almost six months, and then I gave up. I was and proud of you. So I remember you. probation. <laughs> you made yeah. it. You made it. I think it was probation and day one, and I left yeah. as soon as I finished day one. I was like, All right, I'm out of here. I remember yeah. you come to my workplace, it was nearby, and you're like, Jen, I want to quit or try to. And I was like, Dude, you're gonna be okay. You're like, no, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. So what, you got back into corporate life now. How's that going for you? Yeah. So now I think, yeah, I, I feel like for me finding a job that's more suited to my personality I guess um, and obviously like the flexibility and also I'm interested in this field yep. so it's, you know, in particular the software that we sell um, so I enjoyed a lot more I'd say than the last gig um, but yeah I, I thought making the switch because I guess the lifestyle was going a bit all over the place with the hospital yeah hospital so was settled down. Very, very different shift work and trying to manage lifestyles and socially yeah it's very very hard so then, your personality though, like, mm. you said, like, it has to be suited. Obviously, it's suited hospital, right? And you somewhat enjoyed that messy, chaotic, chaotic life. Yeah. So then, tell us more about your personality. Like, what type of roles suit your personality then? Yeah, like, I wouldn't say that I'm completely extroverted. I mean, I do like talking to people. Uh, I'd say I'm in, in between. I think there's a term called ambiverts. So, a bit of mix between extrovert and introverted. Um, from HOSPA, I think it's the fact that you get to meet all these different people all the time and you're constantly on the go. And I think for me, pressure is where I really strive in. I like working in, you know, like you said, a quite chaotic environments. And the transfer over to software sales, I guess, aligned with it because it is, there's, there's pressure in sales. Obviously, you have yeah. a quota hanging over your head. Um, and I guess that's what drives me. And yeah, I think nice. the transition over there was quite smooth. It's, yeah continuing talking talking to people I guess yeah do you find that because you are more of an ambivert that it is hard sometimes just to kind of continue to sail yeah it is like I feel like a lot of the times I'm not 
being myself. You got to put on this mask to get out there and, and, and do things. And I guess everyone does that. Just gotta hustle. Just gotta you just got to hustle. Exactly. But yeah, there, there are struggles. There's a lot of days where I'm just like, oh, like I prefer not to just talk to anyone today. I just want to stay and chill. And I guess that's when the introverted side comes out a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's an interesting mix. Yeah, no, it's, I think software sales is definitely a new, everyone's name went to tech, tech sales. Yeah. A lot of money there, so it's just always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Are you worried about the current, like, guess, let off of all the tech companies? Like, a mate of ours just got let off at Alassian. Mm. Um, and he just started. How long was he there for? Like, a couple months. Yeah, a couple like, of months. Like, yeah. couple months. And so, it's one of these, yeah, I know there's a lot of in this industry right now, it's a bit of a, everyone's a bit worried. It is. You worried yourself? Yeah. Um, to be honest, no, not really. Um, I- yeah no it's a bit of this this i could get into some um, you know jump throwing myself into the deep end here uh, i could say the wrong thing and mess up but i'm <laughs> that that, if if it were to happen i wouldn't be upset i'll put it like that because yeah. i feel like it you know it sounds a bit cliche but it'd be like okay i i think it, it put me on a different path that i'd probably be quite excited to explore uh, whether or not it's continuing helping Jen grow the business or starting up my own venture, I think it would kind of be like that calling card if it were to happen. So I guess that's where the confidence comes from. It's like, okay, if yeah. it happens, it happens. But I think also to the point, you've jumped random, very random industries as well. So I think yeah. you would you be no worries with them. Exactly. Talking about your random jumping band, like, mm. can you talk us through your journey? Like, I've thought Alex is amazing about it over uh, time. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really cool what you've done. But can you kind of like, obviously, you don't give us the exact names of companies, privacy reasons, but just like tell us the interest, like how you've jumped and the kind of roles, because I wouldn't say it's a typical path to tech sales. Yeah, I, I think like a lot of people sort of go through it as well I guess when you're in high school you're studying you're thinking you're going to get a uni to get a degree and work in that field Um, for me like I've always had an interest in business so I actually thought about doing real estate and I actually went and did like a two-week like internship type thing when I was in high school and it was well and I was hoping they'd hire me but they didn't hire me so I guess that led me to the next path which was all right if I'm not going to work in real estate let's go and Let's go and pursue this degree. Let's get a degree in, in business and finance and let's see if we can get a job working in corporate, you know, in that field. And obviously I, I studied and at the same time I started working in hospitality. And at first, I think anyone working in hospitality, it's just, you're, you don't even care about the job. You're just there to do your hours and you go home. Um, but something different about the place that I worked at, you know, I started growing, you know, I, I learned to, to love it and I grew a lot from that role. And I guess that's where a lot of my opportunities came from. You know, to step into management, for instance, or you know, to climb up, I guess, the hospo ladder. Um, and at the same time, you know, pursuing the degree, I guess, it reached a point where it's like, okay, I don't really care about this degree anymore. You know, I thought I wanted to get and work in corporate, but you know, this hospo gig's not bad. I'm meeting people from all over the world, so I was like, you know, let's take a gap year. Yeah, so I did that for a bit, and then so you know, where dived did you back go in. For your gap year? Um, I yeah, so I, I guess. It was off a whim. I mean, you know, I never had the idea of backpacking before until I actually met backpackers, and I was like, "Oh, these it's guys!" Very, it's very yeah, when you meet backpackers, exactly. Yeah, how like, free they are. You're like, "Oh, yeah." Right. Exactly, and I was like, "Why am I getting up at six in the morning to catch and commute an hour and a half to uni?" Um, like, this isn't for, for me right now. Like, yeah. my headspace wasn't there. So, I went on Skyscanner, and I was like, "You know, let's let's see 
you know, where we can fly to that's the cheapest and, and Nepal was like the destination I wanted to go to ultimately because I wanted to go and climb mountains I guess um, but yeah I just spent a, f- a couple months in uh, Dubai London Nepal uh, and then came back for personal reasons and but it was a good trip yeah you went all over did you find yourself obviously yeah I think that was that was the purpose of that trip as well I wanted to go out and find myself in Nepal I think like at that time I went through like a breakup so I was like you know what let's go do something um, and yeah, do that to you. yeah yeah but it was it was great you know it was a great trip a solo trip throwing yourself completely in the deep end and just seeing how you go with things I think it teaches you a lot so I guess I'd say I sort of found myself but definitely learned a lot yeah, um, in terms of that though, would there, was there any big experiences that you probably take away from that which you've put into your career now based on all that kind of gap year and jumping around? Yeah, kind of yeah, like, um, you know, like I, I speak to some of my mates who followed that one straight path really well. They went through uni, they transitioned straight into a corporate job and then they reached that point where it's like, oh, you know, I'm like 25, 26 now, is this what I really want to do? And they sort of go through that sort of crisis um, and I think... For me, I, I think going through it early it helped to just explore things and try different things to figure out what I liked. And you know, in my current role now, I think it's helped me shape who I am. And and um, you know, and I guess like the experience helps you a lot. Yeah, yeah, it helps you navigate a lot of the unknown. I think yeah. it's one of those things where there's so much out there, and no one really knows what they really want until they just jump head first into it, right? Exactly. Yeah. But, but like, I guess one of the things is like obviously everyone always asks like younger self. You know, like any, anything you would say to your younger self, just like where you are now, know everything you know now, kind of how yeah. that's kind of changed based on your career and experiences. Anything yeah. You say to yourself, or I mean, would I have done anything different? Probably not. I think what I did for myself worked, um, and it could help other people as well. Yeah. Even if you're at that stage now where you feel like you want to go and explore other things. A lot of people think, oh, I'm getting a bit too old. Maybe it's too late. But I'd say take the jump and do yeah, it. I mean, time, yeah. time is money, right? Maybe exactly. Go and see, what, see what's up. Yeah. How old were you when you created, just decided to do your gap year? Like, how far were you in your degree when you did that? Because I know, like, typically someone has a gap year, it's either just after they finish their degree. Or before. Or exactly before they start, yeah. right? Yeah. And then how old were you when you kind of decided, decided okay, this is a corporate role for me? Mm. So give us some like time age range just like you said like if you have the ideas go for it right yeah because I feel like some people would be a bit worried about like their ages when you do these thinking like oh no am I running out of time especially given you're also from an ethnic background being Asian right like mm. how did that ha- how did that actually bounce up with your parents expectations as well yeah uh, that's a good question so I'd say like for me the gap year happened midway through the degree and I think I just turned 20 at the time. And even then, I felt like I was really too old to do this because the people that I've met that have done it, they did it when they were 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Very different from 18 to 20. Though. Exactly. But looking back at it now, it's like, oh, you're technically the same age. Yeah. So I guess the timing for that, for me, it made sense. And yeah, halfway through the, through my degree, I thought, you know, if my head's not in it, I should just take this gap year and do what I got to do. Um, and in terms of handling the expectations, I guess growing up for me, I didn't really have the 
you know, the typical the pressures, Asian the pressure. Asian yeah. yeah. Like there was expectations. You know, my parents put me in tutoring. They expected me to do well in school, but it wasn't to the extent of constantly checking my report cards or anything like that, or you know, pressuring me to become a doctor or anything like that. Doctor so, no, yeah, yeah, I'll be a bit worried too. Yeah, but yeah, just steering away from that, you know, typical path. I guess um, it allowed me to do what I, you know, do. I guess you know, they 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 were quite supportive of it. I felt like they always knew that I could hold myself well and I, d- I never had any, you know, any, any, any troubles doing it and man- managing the expectations. I think, I think there was much like, to begin with. Yeah, the fact that you managed to jump around so much mm. shows, really shows that how you were able to like, those expectations weren't, yeah, they were there, but like, let's be honest, you found your feet, you did what you could. Yeah. But I think one of those things is just like, obviously like our careers are so random and so like, it just jumps around. Do you regret jumping around it? Or not really? No, not at all. Like, um, I always toss up between the, the question, like, and, I, and I've read it in a book too, where there's there's two types of people. There's one person that will go through, you know, that path that they've planned out for themselves, and maybe it won't happen so soon, but down the road, they'll reach a point where this it's like, happen, oh, yeah. this is all I've done my entire life, and yeah. I'm like 30 now. You know, what if I had gone out and tried other things instead? And then there's a second person who ends up just jumping around all over the place, but never really finding that one thing that they're good at. So I think that's where the crossroads hit for me, where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm jumping around too much, but when am I going to find that one thing that I like? And I guess it came down to, you know, what am I good at naturally and who am I as a person? And it ultimately led to, okay, let's get into something where I'm, you know, I'm talking to people, I'm in yeah. front of people. Just try to start something new, see, use the strengths, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then it sounds like what you're saying, work outside of nine to five is important to you. Mm. Why? Yeah, that's a great, great point. Um, like, uh, there's, there's, there's like that saying that, I, I remember we were watching this French movie once, I think it was Emily in Paris. And they were like, um, it's a TV show. Oh, it's a TV yeah. show, yeah. Close but there was a good line. They were like, oh, the French, we don't um, live to work. We work to live. And I like that quote a lot. So I always try to make it like, you know, obviously I'm not clocked off at five o'clock on the dot, but I always prioritize, you know, the things that make me happy over my job. I think that's the only way to do it, right? You've got to yeah. balance, make sure all up. If without balance, you're going to burn out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then one more question for you. Do you think you have enough time outside of work to do what you want in life at the moment? Yeah, I definitely do. I, you know, if, if it's a big enough of a priority, you'd make time for it. So, for instance, like when I finish work, I'm pro- most likely going out to do something for myself. I'll probably, I started playing tennis. So I've always made time to schedule in you know, a tennis session with my mates or go to a class. Um, I get up early enough to do things for myself, such as you know, yoga or, or meditation or, or writing down some things I want to do. Um, I think it's the fact that, yeah, I, I, I always prioritize some time for myself. And I guess a lot of people get burnt out you know, and, and forget the fact that there is time in the day for yourself, even if it's just 10 minutes, it's worthy of it. Um, but yeah. That's that's I think yeah I think to answer that question it's all about you know what your priorities are. Do you struggle with that balance? No, not really. I used to, you know. I used you to. Learn, you learn from obviously training. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I used to. Well, not I wouldn't say struggle, but I guess it affected me with other priorities. So, for instance, if I finished work late and I still wanted to go and play tennis, I'd end up doing it 
but it just means I get back home at like 10 o'clock now and I sleep later. later. Yeah, so I always make it, um, you know, uh, I have to squeeze it in regardless. Yeah. I think that's the good thing about your job though. Being in sales, you have a bit more of that flexibility, right? Sure, you're on the kind of on the clock, but you have a bit more flexibility per se, right? Yeah, yeah, you do, I guess. I mean, like you said, if, if you know, the pressure's there, but it's not about, um, you know, when you achieve it, it's just, as long as you, you get to that goal. I guess that's how I handle it, especially with a quota of my head. So, you know, if I'm, I track it quite well too. So if I'm on point with everything, if, you know, I'm tracking well for the month, then I know that I'll make more time for myself to do other things. That's usually how I approach my job. Yeah. Definitely. Did you want to talk through? Um, so the reason why Tony comes my birthday. <laughs> this is not about Matt. Too popular. Again, He's just too popular. Was because he. What did you do? You hit your quota really early. So then what happens? Oh, uh, yeah. So like. Um, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think we went to Bali. Yeah. 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 So like again, like I, I basically work to live. So my goal is if I have a new quota for the month. You know, I strategize, I work as hard as I can, I smash it so I have all this free time to focus on the things that I actually like doing. And, you know, one of those is traveling and getting out and, you know, getting some space, especially with Jen, my girlfriend. Um, you know, she's always constantly working with the dog business, so I'm always trying to make time for the both of us to go out and do things to separate ourselves from that as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, like, how early did you meet your quota? I remember you were working really, really hard because you like just fit me in for my birthday dinner. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm going to Bali next week as a quota. Yeah. Yeah, it's smash really off a whim. Yeah, so like we work in quarters, so I try to smash it. So, you know, for the three months of the time frame we're given, I try to smash it up within the first two months. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, I am. So it's working well for me. And then I have that last month to just chill out. And yeah, it's good for the mental health as well. So that's how you balance your high life and life. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Can't work too hard. No. You gotta, you gotta work hard. You just gotta work smart. So yeah. You work smart, then you make time for people that matter to you and your friends and your girlfriend, and then yeah. you chill. Yeah. Just travel the world. Travel the world. Exactly. So, I guess anywhere else, where's next to travel for you? Any adventures? Any? Uh, yeah, I think. I, I think it might be happening soon, but I'm gonna go visit my mate in Taiwan. Um, yeah, he's on exchange over there. So we, he lives in Germany, and oh, nice. it's pretty far for me to get over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's the perks of working in hospitality. Like you meet all these people from you know different parts of the world, and you you, you make these lifelong friendships. Uh, but yeah, you know it's it's easier to get to Taiwan than it is to get to Germany. So I might as well make the trip there. Very true. Yeah. Can you bring back something cool? Yeah, yeah I, I, I've never. I don't know what what to do out there other than I heard it's good food. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about Taiwan too, but. I'm sure there's a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. Everyone seems to have a good time when they go to Taiwan. Exactly. Or eating, or drinking. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Cheers. Well, thank you for joining us, Tony. We no really worries. We really appreciate it. I hope everyone else thinks you're as interesting as we do. Slightly biased because you're one of my best friends. I think you're great. It's awesome. all right. Obviously, definitely great chat conversation on the like your lifestyle and how like your career and everything like that has kind of shaped who you are. As we uh, as life is kind of going on. I think like that's it. Yeah, uh, I think you're done. Cool, cool. Uh, All right. Thanks, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone.